morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, December 2nd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello, all. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. But before we get into our discussion today, let us open with a prayer. Let us pray. Our prayer today was written in the 18th century by Walter Hook. O thou lover of mankind, send down into my heart that peace which the world cannot give, and give me peace in this world. O King of peace, keep me in love and charity. Be my God, for I have no other beside thee. Grant unto my soul the life of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Our scripture passage comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 64, verses 1 through 9. Listen for a word from God. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles a brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. You meet those who gladly do right, those who remember you in your ways. But you were angry, and we sinned. Because you hid yourself, we transgressed. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a filthy cloth. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. There is no one who calls on your name or attempts to take hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us. And have delivered us into the hand of our iniquity. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be exceedingly angry, O Lord, and do not remember iniquity forever. Now consider, we are all your people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. So, Brett, I think um, at a first reading, this seems like an unusual reading for Advent. Do you have an idea or a frame of reference you can put it in for us as to why it's an Advent text? Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is written in the book of Isaiah, um, most likely third Isaiah uh, during the Persian period of exile. Um, And so the, the Israelite people have been waiting to return to the home in which they were promised, the promised land uh, that their forefathers once inhabited, that their uh, patriarchal ancestors were promised by God. Uh, and so the hope is to return uh, to, to that place. And so they are very much in a place of waiting for the Lord. They are very much in a place of hoping God would act. Um, And it's this really fascinating dichotomy, right, of they know what they want. Their hope is to go back to their land. Um, And eventually, 
God does allow them to return. We know that from history. They don't know that they're in it, right? But we also have in Isaiah um, this idea that they are to make their homes in exile and they're to pray for the welfare of the city. So it's this really fascinating, I think, beautiful Advent passage of, you know, our hope. We're looking forward to Jesus returning to the earth for the for Christ's rule to come and for shalom to reign, for perfect peace and justice to come about. Uh, but at the same time, we're called to make our homes and pray for the welfare and wait on the Lord. Uh, and, and so that's, I think, what this place is talking to us and what we're called to do in Advent of this idea of waiting um, in the place that we're at. And in that waiting, we're hoping for return. But even in that hope for return, we're still working for the kingdom of God. Yeah, I think also, I mean, this is a passage of lament, right? It's a, we are hurting and we feel as though we've been forgotten. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes it a pretty amazing Advent text because you don't need the gift of Christ if everything is going just how you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is the recognition that the world is broken, that there is suffering, that we feel far from God. And those are the feelings that are um, answered and filled up in the birth of the Christ child, because mm -hmm. we will never be alone. We will always have the presence of Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like this passage in particular is Job-esque, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, I have been forgotten and I don't understand the world. And I wish you would tear open the heavens and come down here. And guess what? Christmas morning, that's what happens, right? Mm -hmm. The heavens are torn open and we are given the Christ child. So completely, completely different than what we expected. Yes. Different from, from how we hoped we would be rescued of feeling alone um, yeah. and from being rescued of feeling forgotten. Yep. And I think there's just such beauty in that. I mean, there comes a time in my life and in the lives of others where um, they may desperately want to be rescued, but the most beautiful thing is to see them and God working through them so they can rescue themselves. Right. It's, it's, it's God working through them to be sure, yeah. but there's something beautiful about, um, about that kind of healing as opposed to just take it away, which I'm a big fan of just take it away. Don't get me wrong. I don't like pain. Um, I'm not one of those people who like praise for patients because I'm sure that I will be in situations where it is cultivated. I don't do any of that. Um, but I do think this is a reminder. And I think our church, and when I say our church, I mean a church universal, the modern church needs to be reminded, mm -hmm. especially us white mainline churches who have such lives of comfort. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that there is deep, deep suffering. And yes, we experience some of it, but we're also isolated from a lot of it. Yeah. And so we are meant to be a people like Christ was who are constantly worried and working for those who suffer the most. Yeah. And I think that's also where we can tie it into Advent of, you know, it's not just, um, it's not just a preparation. It is a preparation of uh, my own heart and looking forward, but it's also a preparation and looking at the world 
And where is the world hurting? And where is God calling me in this moment to be awake, to be woke, as the children may say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I talked about in the last podcast about trying to, you know, hit that sweet spot of not spoiling my children, but giving them a really great Christmas. The truth is that I have lived part of my life where I felt far away from God and it was deeply painful. The actual greatest thing I hope for my children is that they will always be rooted in the love of God because that's what connects us to other people. Um, And so Advent is a time to remember that more than anything else. Hmm. Um, But the immediate rushes in, right? Um, So we have to be disciplined in our remembering. There is something powerful, although unless, unless the church doesn't celebrate it, like I said, mine doesn't, but there is this, uh, there is this global, prayerful, hopeful waiting uh, amongst the church as we look towards Christmas, as we prepare. It's, it's something that the church as a whole is doing across the globe uh, where they're at, uh, and I think that there's something really powerful in that. Yeah, and I also, um, for those who didn't grow up in our tradition, it can seem like we're just trying to prepare ourselves for the gift of Christ these four weeks. And that's actually not it at all. Mm -hmm. It's like when you go to the gym, right? You may have leg day, you may have arm day. This is a time where we practice opening ourselves up to the spirit of Christ that we will then practice the rest of the year long. This is just a time where we agree to try it together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Advent, I, I have, a, I'm glad we are talking about this. I think it will open me up to Advent in a new way. I hope so because I feel a little resentful about entering a church season that's specifically about waiting. Cause I feel like I've waited for this pandemic to end long enough. And so, yeah. uh, I need a, I need a reframe. I need a reframe bad. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Waiting is hard. Um, kind of in, and our quote goes with what you just said from Henry Nowen. He says, the Lord is coming, always coming. When you have ears to hear and eyes to see, you will recognize him at any moment of your life. Life is Advent. Life is recognizing the coming of the Lord. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you will come back on Friday where we will continue our discussion about Advent. But now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.